Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Crate 808 and another episode of our Digging in the Crates series, the Billy Woods edition. And in the hot seat, we have got a legend whose work spans more than two decades i am trying to age him now on the show a prolific producer and probably the best social media following hip-hop blockhead <laughs> is in if blockhead is in the house how are you doing my man i'm good man how you doing i'm good i'm good all the better oh. for having you on and being able to nerd about about woods like come on yeah I mean, what, what's better than that? What's See, better? look. Look at that. Yeah. There for the visuals, he's already Rapid. got the backwards top on. He's repping. I love that. Yeah. So it's a Billy Woods edition. So yes. we all have like our favourite Billy Woods songs. Now, we've only done a few Woods songs, but I, I gave you kind of like an open floor to pick one. And you went with, well, it's an Arm and Hammer song, but it actually, yeah, it really is a Billy Woods kind of solo. The Eucharist. Yeah. The Eucharist yes. from 2020s shrines produced by messiah music before i even go into this song actually it's actually i've just realized this is the first time you're on the show i actually have to ask you one of our most important questions before we do anything else which is what is the least hip-hop thing you've done in the last 24 hours my man i don't do anything hip-hop on a regular basis <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, uh probably uh fucking uh uh playing the new york times word games i guess <laughs> <laughs> wow wow i count I do that every morning. That's like how I wake up. I do the word games in the morning just to kind of get my brain going. And the letterbox drives me insane. And that's pretty much... <laughs> right. Pretty, yeah. I'm trying to think of who would do that in hip-hop. Maybe Jizza. A lot of people. A lot of people. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like me, I, I used to play uh, Words with Friends with Mike Eagle and Icon the Mike King. And rappers are really good at word games, mm -hmm. not surprisingly. But uh, I think there's a lot of Wordle-playing rappers. Really? Yeah, I think so. But I, I, you know, with where words are concerned, I think they, they, there, there's an interest there. Mm -hmm. And and how what what would you say is the hard like the best person you've seen play Wordle? This is a great little rabbit hole, by the way. Uh, Mike Eagle is just based off what I see when he posted on on Twitter is mm. is like a savant. Uh, Alaska. From from the Adams fam is is also very good at them. He uh, is, yes. Like, that's I, true. Okay, I, you know, I mean, I think it is kind of a dice roll with that. It, you know, some days it's just easier than others. But uh, this rapper Intuition is really good at it. But rappers are good at word stuff. That's that's what. There's <laughs> <laughs> some verbose rappers. Verbose rappers. You know, yes. like I'm not sure. I don't think Aesop or Woods play word games, but I bet if you put a Scrabble board in front of them, mm. they would do well. They're murdering it. Yeah. So if any, if you don't take anything out of this episode on the Woods front or the Blockhead front, you can take away that rappers are good with words. And that's why we're here. We serve the hip hop community anything it may forget. So that's brilliant. I love that. Yo, 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 just interrupting this episode to hit you up about our Patreon, a place where you can support the show, get even more dope rap chat from us, help us grow and bring more of this rap nerdiness for your ears. Check out patreon.com or crate808.com for hours and hours worth of bonus monthly episodes for as little as buying the crew lunch every month. You have got on there a stacked Wu-Tang Clan series going through every single solo member's catalogue from Ghost 
Ghostface Killer and Raekwon all the way to Jizza and ODB and honestly it's some of the best rap discussion on the Woo out there so do peep that. Also once a month we bring you episodes on MF Doom and Jade Zilla as well as reviews on Naughty's classics like Deltron 3030, Stillmatic, Stankonia, The Ecstatic and so many more. We even dig back into the 90s rap golden era and unearth some hidden gems that deserve more love. Big up the likes of Diamond D, The Lynch Mob, Godfather Don, Funk Dubious and more. Also whilst we're here we want to ask one more favour from you if you could please rate and review the show on any podcast platform and also vote on the polls on Spotify if you scroll down from the episode description it all helps us grow. Also you can subscribe now via Spotify or Apple so please do click subscribe as well and another thing check out our Spotify playlist it's in the show notes. Our favourite current songs are all there for you so please get involved in any way you can and help us grow this show. Now let's get back to the regular programming uh, but so let's get to it the Eucharist my mother used to say a bad penny finds its own way to hell they lovingly fashion their own crosses beg me to drive the nails follow the devil to the high place the pinnacle the wilderness vibrate do good is miserable the pilot silent but that's the signal to the pyrex violent group home liverpool like dying and coming back black is dead too roman lions blue angel through the retractable roof pretty much lord it's a few years old now 2020 yeah so it's it feels like it's older than it should be really to me but um i realize yeah. it is one of those ones that people do name check as one of woods's best for you why was that the one that you wanted to bring to the table it's just i mean first of all i mean i i think woods is rhyme is just incredible like like and it's a very it's a, it's a short song it's one verse it also fades out which is a very interesting thing and i've asked woods about it mm-hmm. and he was like yeah just the the rest of it wasn't good <laughs> no way. which is which is yeah i mean he was just like it was the most like simple he's like yeah it just wasn't good but wow. i'm like it fades out on a good line like everything about this verse is 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 impeccable i love the beat i love how it starts one way, and then when the vocal thing comes in, it just adds a whole new element. It's one of those beats that I'm like, damn, I wish I made that beat. Like I and I, I really felt that about this song. Really? But Woods, and I told you before we started that like after I picked the song, I was like, I'm not the right guy to talk about the song <laughs> because of of what it's about. And and topically, it is very much a a something that it, that a white guy probably has no business picking apart mm. because it's really not about some shit I would understand as a white guy. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't make any, the writing any less incredible. Mm. Uh, there's still, I mean, it's just like, there's no, there's no missed opportunities in this entire verse. Like it's just that, 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 that like woods, I mean, woods doesn't waste words period. Yeah. No. But, uh, but this, I mean, there's something about this verse. I, I remember, I just remember the first time I heard it being like, Oh damn. Yeah. And I ran it. And you know, I kind of like a short song. I'm down with a short song. You know, it's it's <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. Especially when it cuts out the way it does. It's so sudden the way it does kind of just go because you're really in the. It's like a vortex. Oh, yeah. You're in. You're like, oh my god, oh, yeah. like you've captured my third eye almost. I'm like, I'm in. He could have gone for another two minutes, and I would have been so happy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm just saying, that song could have gone on for a long time, and I, I would have agreed. I would have been just as much into it as I am. But the the shortness of it does really give it a. I don't know. It just makes it sweeter, and and the real and you know the the uh, re-listenability to it is is you know Huge. it's up there. Mm, absolutely. So if we if we rein it back then to like the Woods as a as an artist himself, for you, uh, 
I mean, you've been working with it for so long now. So if you can kind of cast your mind back to, or even now how you feel about his music, what is it in his art and his music that you can't really find out elsewhere for yourself? Um, Woods is, I mean, I've said this before. I think I said this on Twitter before, but like Woods, and I'm biased to hear me <laughs> out, but, but Woods and Aesop are, for my money, the best writers in hip hop. If you strip down nothing, if you take away their flow, their their voices, everything, and just you re- re- read what they say, like no one writes like either of those guys, and they're very different. They don't they don't they're, they're polar opposites in how ha- in how they probably approach a verse. Mm. But um, Woods is just an incredible writer, and then you add on top this kind of like unorthodox flow that really works. Like Woods is a guy that can rap over a, a beat that's like a swing rhythm, yeah. and you don't notice. Mm. Because it just he just kind of finds a pocket, and uh, and then you add his voice song, which is just like this commanding, powerful voice mm. that is also versatile. Because on this song particularly, he's mellow. Yeah, like he's not young. And I love low, mellow voice Woods. Like when he does that, he rarely does it, but like when he does it, it's always really good. Yeah. Uh, and there's a and there's a, and if you know him, that's kind of how he talks like he's he's like his talking like he's he, he's not a, a loud person mm. but he's you know he's a thoughtful yeah a very thoughtful funny person. yeah yeah <laughs> in 100%. real life uh but uh yeah I, I like i just like the something about just the the pre- presentation of the lyrics in this that just really land for me mm. and and woods in general just uh just a great writer and like a really one-of-a-kind rapper mm. like no one could like no one can really like there's a lot of Aesop clones out there. Like a lot of people rap trying to rap like Aesop and they all rap like him like 15 years ago. They don't yes. rap like new Aesop. They rap like old Aesop. Like float, yeah. 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 Like Labor Day is Aesop. And I'm like, you don't bite that. That's <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no woods. No one has successfully tried to really emulate woods because he you can't really. Mm, you know, yeah. I don't think he, he really he does his own thing and and it's kind of like no one it's hard to bite elusive, you know, like Mm. Although I've heard it, it has happened. I, ever, yeah. I heard people fighting elusive, but Woods, it's like it, you need the voice to do the rap. Mm. And without one, you can't have the other. Like if Woods had my voice and rap the exact same cadence, yeah. it wouldn't be as good. Yeah. No, it, <laughs> he, in, that, in that way, he actually reminds me a little bit of Farrah Munch back when I grew up. Yeah. Like there mm. was no one who could really do the singy songy and then bring in the raucousness of his voice. Like, yeah, absolutely. And that was a pun on raucous, by the way. And that was inadvertent. And that just dropped out. There you go. <laughs> raucous puns. Well, you know what's funny about, Mon- not to get caught up in the weeds here, but it's funny about Monch is like, I could listen to Monch and be like, oh, I know who he listened to. Mm. Like, I, oh, Monch listened to fucking Percy P. Like, Monch listened to Big Daddy Kane. Like, yes. like Monch had, like, there are elements of other rappers in him like woods i don't know who the fuck i mean i know who we listen to mm. but i don't hear it in his music at all like he yeah. is his own thing entirely and uh and that's not and no disrespect to Monch. Monch is one of the best of all time but like it just just to really put more emphasis on like how original woods is mm. without even i don't think even i think it's just how his brain works i don't think he's trying to be original i just think he writes how he writes and mm. that's it yeah absolutely and you were saying there a little bit about like uh, how he uh, puts his lyrics on display, especially on this song. And maybe mm-hmm. it is just because I have been really rinsing this song a lot recently, but there's a, um, compared to the other songs, especially on Shrines itself, there is like this kind of slight performative 
nature to the way he is even just spitting some of the words. I don't know how to put it into words, really, how to put it into language, but it feels like he's actually using his voice differently, even though it's slow and steady. It feels like he's really chewing on some of these words and letting them really land. It's hard to explain that without really... You mean on this song specifically? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the whole, the whole like, Black is beautiful, but it is, like, that whole, that yeah. whole bar there mm. is I've never heard him rap like that again. Negro say let's stick together, then make funny moves. Black is beautiful, brother, but it ain't super blue. Before I was left to the truth under his cuticles, do you be dead in the cuticle for you recoup? Yeah, absolutely. It's like this weird thing that I, I I don't have the lyrics in front of me, so I can't do them, but it, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like he's, he really is playing with the, with the format of how he would normally kick things. Like you could have kicked that five different ways, you know? hundred percent. He could have been yeah. stark. He could have been like crisp, clean, hit you in the head, but it's more like um, this kind of stumbling uh, uh, I can't believe I'd say mumbling. It's not really mumbling, but it's like a stumbling kind of uh, trapeze yeah. act. It's amazing. It's almost like there, there's, it doesn't sound like it, but Doom would do that too. Yes. Like Doom would have, have those similar things, but uh, mm. it, it's, I just feel like, you know, sometimes like, so I used to rap a long time ago. I was go. never good. I was never good, but like every now and then, and this is from a shitty level of rapping, you got to get in the zone and you write something where you're like, whoa. And like things kind of work together and, and, and like, it, like all the powers in the world unite and you have this moment. It happens with making beats for sure. Mm. But I feel like this song is a moment of that for Woods. Like I, like I, I imagine, and I could just be fanning out here. Like he was just, when he wrote it, he was like, oh shit. Oh, uh, like he just got like, 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 like it was just one thing after another it was just landing perfectly. And he's yeah. like, oh. Yeah, this is amazing. He'd, yeah. he'd smoked the right weed before spitting yeah, that yeah. Out, essentially. Well, one thing about Wood, he never smokes the wrong weed. <laughs> <laughs> he never smokes the wrong weed. Yes, absolutely. He'll tell you that himself. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. And so, I mean, as a producer, and you've worked with him uh, numerous times, how do you think his work ethic, his artistry, kind of pushes your artistry? Woods, Woods is like a. Woods just he just gets shit done, which is something I, you can't say for a lot of rappers. Mm. Uh, the thing about Woods that I like as as a producer mm. is that he fully trusts in you to do your job, which is like for me, it's like what I want is the vocals and then let me make a song around the vocals. And like he allows me to do that and because because he is unorthodox, like Woods is not exactly a guy who like counts bars like you're not going to get here's a 24 bar verse like you're going to get like a 22 bar verse yeah <laughs> and yeah. the producer you got to kind of kind of work around that you know mm. but it's it's a challenge and it's fun and also like it's just not it's unpredictable in a good way and yeah. um but i just like and he also can rap over anything like he's a guy that like he's taken beats from my from me before i'm like really yeah and then he and they'll take another one. I'm like, huh, really? And then, <laughs> is there any that you remember? Is there any beats where you're like, holy? I mean, the Central Park beat, uh, like, was just a happy hop beat almost. And he took it, and I was like, all right. Tower of London when I punch in. For him, they built a supermax under the dungeon. Panopticon, octagon within an octagon. Wrap my way out like word is born. My 10% was militant. Knowledge yourself, nigga rich. Negro recidivist, lonely hearts club. Apparently, I'm the only rapper that didn't fuck your bitch. Yet, in lieu of respect, I'm now accepting certified checks. Way through the crowd, swiper in hand. Shorty's unconvinced when I say I'm with the band. Uh, or like, please, please came to my show tonight. Plain clothes, but the nose knows. The boy don't know. No matter how the drone glow, your boy stay woke. Ain't hard to tell. Empty venue getting paid off the door sales. Train pair L. Mo, you good to go? Let's 
let's get this coffee nailed. Top hat and tails, tap shoes case I had to make bail. They smirk, smiling, I'm dialing on an island. Pillin' saw, ceiling guard, tour muscle strong. People sparse, but they in the palm. In the zone, inside the park, and I made it home. Cat tip to the crowd, whoever knew the lyrics and then that spirit ran back out to the bow. Like that, a lot of the beats on the albums we did were were unpredictable. But also, if you like have a song, say like with another person, you're like, he'll here's the beat. He'll just, you know, he's gonna deliver on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like like with the um, on the Ox uh, uh, AAU tournaments, like that beat, Navy Blue would pick that beat, mm. and I was just like, here it is. And he's like, this is the beat. And he's like, and he's like, all right. But the verse he kicks is fucking one of my favorite verses on the whole album. So put my faith in the future. Like a time bomb From the start, rhyme wrong She couldn't put a face to music But something familiar about that stupid song Long rifle keep clapping till Cupid's gone I wake up yesterday Then the day before Confused and dazed, eighth grade They used to pepper spray the halls Pull the alarms, eleventh grade Pull up in stolen cars Cinnamon running, pepper tree farms I swear I seen Chris Partlow Pardon. You know, the guy, he doesn't, he doesn't half-ass it, and he's mm. he's a professional, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's a challenge. You know, when you work with someone who's just, like, so on it, does that kind of push your game to be like, well, I shouldn't really slip, I, I should keep... I don't know, does it push you in that way at all? I mean, for me, it's not It's not a matter of pushing, because, like, with me, I mm. give... I, I, I'm like, here's some beats, pick what you want. Uh-huh. Picks the beats, and then he makes a song... So my job's done before, I mean, my the hard part of my job is done before he's even picked a beat, because I already have the beats. Like, I don't, you know, my beats are like fully formed things when I'm, right. like, already, you know, like, I mean, it's more about moving the parts around and figuring out where everything goes. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it's not, it's not a challenge. It's not a challenge. Like, working, working with rappers is never a challenge in that respect. Ah, the challenge with rappers is getting them to rap. Yes, <laughs> get them to do their <laughs> job. Is that what you're saying? Is doing yeah, your yeah, job. But, yeah, but Woods is not one of those guys. He's yeah. not a guy that you really worry about. I mean, his it, that's testament. The proof is in the pudding, man. Like, just look yeah. at his work in the last ten years, and you just yeah, you're looking at one of probably one of the strongest discographies in hip hop generally, aren't you? Yeah. Really, I would have thought. No, no, no break, no break. Just like yeah, three releases a year of some sort, touring constantly. Mm. Never dipping in quality. It's not like he's made that. I was like, oh, that album sucked. Like there has not been that album with him on any. Like no Arm and Hammer album like that. No. Yeah. Like it's just it is just quality. You know. Sometimes it's so good, right? I do sometimes kind of catch myself like and think, hold on, is it just because we're in the mix and we've? I mean, I've kind of followed him maybe from Paraffin Rome time, so I wasn't even there from Jump Jump. But yeah, obviously yeah. you go back and you start listening to it from Jump and you're like, it isn't just me, is it? Like, it is ridiculous how it is so consistently of that kind of level. Um, yeah. And I just can't really, I mean, he's kind of incomparable anyway. Maybe that's the whole point of it all. Uh, you can't really compare it to anyone else. It's mad. The last picture show always lasts to know. Never tired of watching grass grow. Plenty work to do. Might borrow the master's tools. If I don't give them back, that's your first clue. Pull dog skin over white bones. Wink like, let's get this show on the road. Vacation in undisclosed locations. Redacted, enhanced interrogation. Occam's ratchet. Rest assured. Call back when the line's secure. Aaron Bird shot the gift dip unperturbed. Jangle with words. Risk with birds. All snakes and ladders, far as I can discern. But in that, in that, like canon he's got now that catalog how do you think he's kind of developed and evolved his craft and art can you see like a a bit of a arc for him 
I mean, I think he he's never taking steps backwards. Mm. I think he's always pushing himself. He's always trying to work with different producers. And and when he works with different producers, he's looking, he's finding a different sound with them. And it's not about like, oh, I'm going to elevate my sound here. It's like, I'm going to make this kind of album. Like, like, like the new Arm and Hammer album, granted, it's a bunch of different producers, but like it's super avant-garde and like and 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 minimal. I mean, I mean minimal is a weird term for it, but it's mm. it's out. So bug that album. And then you got the Arm and Hammer album with Alchemist, which is like a more straightforward, but still weird album. I swore vengeance in the seventh grade, not on one man, the whole human race. I'm almost done. God be praised. I'm almost done. Every debt gets paid. I used to cut grass and smile like I meant it. We squatted in the shade when the mowers overheated. Came home stinking of gas in the evening. You know, and then you got, but then you got him with Kenny Siegel, and it's 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 straightforward. It's it's drums. Waited the appropriate amount of time to bounce. The burgers was in and out. Sheep heard a prophecy spilling out my mouth. Bag seeds in a pouch. Rappers bloated with gout. Sores weeping. Doubled over chest. Even chasing clout. Still super chiefing, but it's hard to trust. Like your money in a grow house that always barely breaks even. It's all and, and the Messiah Monk stuff. Like he just kind of he's able to just adjust to whatever it is, you know. Uh, and he can and it's all it all works, you know. <laughs> it yeah. all works in the end, you know. Yeah, it's weird because because his evolution kind of comes with just I suppose like just going with different collaborators and seeing what pulls him out, what stuff pulls his art to different directions. It's amazing actually yeah. like that. I mean, you, you've been in that camp for a while now, backwards, and you're repping it hard today, which I love to see. Yeah. What what for you is so special about that camp at the moment? Like uh, being in there, dropping something last year, which is incredible. Like how how has it been for you? What what you know? What's so special about that for you? Uh, I mean, you know, it's it's like the new movement of underground rap that is like similar to the movement I came up in and Woods and I are the same age. We're not like, you know, it's not like this young upstart, like he's been around for fucking a long time. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. It's just a, a mindset, I guess. Like there's no, like no one's trying to blow up, you know, like, yeah. like that, idea, right? Like it's very much like we're making, there's, there's an, uh, artistry to it mm. that it's, is nice to see. And, and not to say that there aren't other indie labels doing that, but I think that uh, as time goes on and as Woods has kind of garnered more, well, and Arm and Hammer for that matter, have garnered more critical acclaim. They're meeting other rappers who are also kind of elite rappers and they're kind of, they're leveling up in a way that it, the best possible way, because it's like you get, now you can work with this guy yeah. and you can work like, I got Makami on this song. I got, you know, I got like Boldy James in this song. Like, that's great. Whereas like, you know, 15 years ago, he had to pay, uh, you know, wh whoever, you know, like Rock Marciano was a big name, obviously, but like, like, uh, it wasn't people he was peers with as much as people he liked. And now it's like, there's a, a mutual respect, I think, to them, and all the other people on that level, like they're, they're, they're a name that people know, you know, and it's, mm. and it's, it's great to see it have grown to that after all these years, because it really wasn't, you know, 10 years ago, Backwoods was just like, oh, it's another, you know, who, mm. you know when we put out our album, I was like, oh, you know, it's just a whatever. <laughs> it's fucking... do, do you remember where there was a point when maybe it kind of shapeshifted a little bit or like it scaled up a bit? I would say the Arm and Hammer Alchemist album was the first. It's hard to live in the moment, but I guess I had a gift. Hawaii's so potent, zoning off bomb rips. I painted houses all summer, they paid by the shift. My boss was an enterprising white kid, eagle eyed everything you did. Shit gig, but I didn't quit. MJG and A Ball spitting out the whip. Spliffs with Keith at the tip. 
It felt sleepy at night, but I like that. Felt like you could relax, like you could disappear, like I wasn't surrounded by the past. And then the last, I mean, granted, the the, uh, the last Arm Hammer album wasn't on Backwoods, but it's still a Backwoods. You know, even though it's not on Backwoods, it's still a Backwoods. Backwoods fan, the one calling it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, the, 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 the Alchemist one was a level up. Mm. Like that's just knowing him, knowing him when he was touring and, and, and seeing how his, his kind of just like the venues he started playing were bigger. Like I knew it, like, I was like, Oh shit, I, that, I know that venue, you know, like, yeah. like it, it was, uh, you know, it was, yeah, you just, you see the, you see the rise and it's, and going to the shows. Yeah. I remember going to shows that were like, you know, half full. And now it's like packed to the gills with like lunatics singing his lyrics to him in the front row. And it reminds me of Def Chooks era ASAP as far as like, or, or uh, that era of indie rap where like people were really just in it and, in you know, yeah. huge, huge, huge fans. And it's, it's awesome to see. It's yeah. great to see. Oh, it's beautiful, man. It's absolutely beautiful. It just makes my heart full because I remember going to these gigs where they were half full in the UK and, you know, following some maybe the UK rappers that weren't getting, like Jess gigs were always big. I'm not sure how much, how far up you are onto your UK hip hop, but there's like these ideas of this community is only way it's going to go forward is if we stick together and keep doing this shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, anywhere near an artist all i could do is turn up and support and that's literally you know when i had the time effort and no child and work wasn't kicking my ass i could do that stuff a lot more uh, but yeah no it's, it's a beautiful thing to see um and another this is actually i'm just going to pull from something i was reading the other day um big up cabbages because they're doing the the, the god's work oh, yeah. out there uh, um, and um there was a great interview with the, and that kind of reflects what you were saying about no one's trying to blow up because it's it feels and sounds like a kind of environment where there's a lot of trust and there's like an open dialogue which is kind of essential to this work and he was talking about the eucharist in particular and he said uh i was writing and frustrated at certain points how the recording process was going for it Oh, this is Woods talking? Yeah, this is Woods. In, oh, okay. Yeah, through Cabbages. And he said, um, Willie Green and Lucid both convinced me you should just end the song right there. And uh, at the time I felt kind of disappointed in myself. So it's like yeah. your peers are kind of like helping you out and just kind of pulling you up. And he said, thank God everyone stopped me. It was like an extra, I think he says here, six bars that I didn't just look how they were, I didn't like how they were landing. And I r- later realized that's perfect. That's a perfect ending. Curious. It, it, it gives it a mystery, which no one ever, I mean, I've, there have been rap songs where they fade out while the guy's rapping, but never, Something like I don't know, never that kind of song. I don't know something about like like because he's literally he's going off this yeah. entire time, yeah. and then you're like, that, where are you going? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like the end of Sopranos, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it's the end of the album as <laughs> well. So you're like, yeah, I've, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. on this journey, and now you've ended the journey. What? And it just felt it felt a little bit like a troll. I'm not gonna lie. The first time I heard it, yeah. I was like, are they just winding me up here? But then you do get them because it, like you said, it's it is actually still so packed full of ideas and like it just you can unpack it for ages so maybe he did us all a service and it give us an extra extra two minutes where uh, you know we would just be twisting ourselves in pretzels trying to figure out what else is going to happen in this in this man's life how he's throwing it to us um but yeah no i mean we can go into a bit more of this i have a few more ideas about the song but woods as an artist i just want to ask you as someone who's seen his kind of trajectory how do you think his last 10 years would be remembered in another 10 years would you say uh as one of the greatest runs in the history of underground rap because he's not going to get the credit 
of the big guys because mm. when it comes down to it, like the most, I mean, if we're talking most, when I talk about, you know, the, the population of hip hop fans Mm-mm. who are like, they listen to like J Cole, Drake and like, like, I mean, no disrespect to any of those guys, like, but that's most of most fans of hip hop. Mm. They hear woods and they're like, what the, what is this? Like, you know, they can't even compute it, let alone the words and ideas, but they're just like, why, why does he rap like that? Like, you know, like it's so like that cancels out most people. Yeah. <laughs> and but that but that's yeah. what makes him underground and that what that's what makes him like a niche thing that is special to so many people. Mm. But I think that that his fan base and people who are who are in this the zeitgeist of of backwoods and or, or even just kind of you know like people who are like Quelly Chris fans and people who are uh mm. you know uh Danny Brown fans, even some of them maybe. Uh <laughs> but like they there will be a recognition that that he had a run that was just like unlike anyone else's mm. uh i think ka will similarly be regarded but on a smaller level because woods is bigger than him. Mm. i think asap regarded in that way too i think that like there's there's just some guys who just are quality crisp i mean yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of dudes who are not faltering with their artistry right now and like I, it's not even a matter like they they won't allow themselves to fall off. Mm, absolutely. They, they're, they're just, they're, they're real artists. And like, yeah. that's missing. That has been missing in, in, in hip hop for a while. Uh, so it's nice to see. And I think, yeah, I think, I think he will be in a hall of fame of sorts. <laughs> yeah, no, wonder, but, I, I'm absolutely with you. I'm absolutely, as long as there's more and more people like us that kind of keep, keep, keep giving it the flowers, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think there's that, um, cause I was looking a hundred thousand people. That think he had the best run of all time in the yeah, world. That yeah, was, you know what I mean. Like, and that's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. About it, it is. It is absolutely. You're right. It is incredible. We shouldn't sleep on that. Absolutely. And I was just trying to think about if I could compare it to anyone else's run or whatever. And then I just found myself thinking, well, you can't really compare it in the whole tapestry of hip hop, like from Jump. Uh, it was never this proliferation, this kind of the amount of how much, how pro, like look at yourself, like how prolific people can be today just wasn't the same. And this is a nineties podcast. So we talk a lot about like some of these people being signed to majors and they only get that one drop a year or, you know, every, and they didn't years. have a run. None of those guys had a, had a 15 year run. Yeah. Like my favorite rappers probably had six years where they were awesome. Yeah. Like literally, like my like rappers that I grew up, like if you're talking nineties, like, mm. I fucking love De La Soul. I love Cool G Rap. I love, like, they all have, like, four good albums. Mm. <laughs> I mean, then they have, like, decent albums. But, like, a 10-year run is insane. Yeah. A 15-year run, like, of just no duds. That, it, it and I granted, I think it's because things have changed and, and there's not record labels behind it. There's not put out more music. You kind of control your own destiny more now than you did back then. Yeah. I think record labels fucked a lot of those artists back then as far as, like, with their creativity. Mm. But, uh. Like I think, do I do I think Cool Giraffe could have made like seven good albums in seven years? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he didn't. But if the, <laughs> if the machinery maybe was there, or the uh, the, yeah. the kind of environment, biosphere, whatever hip hop was like back then, we need yeah. a hit. We need a hit. We yeah. need a single. Like no one, nothing about any backwards releases. We need a single. Yeah, it's like we pick the album, then we pick the single, and oftentimes it's like a a weird mellow song or something. It's like yeah. a weird, it doesn't make sense or you know it yeah uh, it's, it's you know i mean the, the thing now is streams 
and getting your shit on playlists. Mm. And I don't think they care about that that much either. Cause like their fan base is going to eat up whatever it is they put out anyway. And they're also going to be on the ball about when it comes out. Mm. It's just a very engaged fan base. Yeah. I've got a big rock Marcy for a minute. Cause oh, yeah. this makes me think about when I first got into rock and hearing how he went that whole direct to the consumer mm. almost is like, Oh, what I can just, get it like this this is so amazing and the merch maybe oh, yeah. I, I, as you can probably see I, I love i love my merch so it's like <laughs> you know to just be able to be like oh i don't have to you know i don't know you could never really get good biggie tops back in the day that fit me so it was no. it was you always rip off ones in in, in like some nook nutcore corner of, of london but i mean um yeah i mean look at i mean you look at just the way they've kind of expanded their whole um work ethic to go not just oh. into the music but also the merch and the touring and all that yeah oh. it's it's just a it's a, amazing man absolutely yeah. um i'm actually gonna dip into the chat let's see people are in here and uh, we have got um <laughs> woods uh, this is free music empire big up dano uh, he just said woods hasn't got the buttery blockhead tone of voice which is not nice to know that, <laughs> that, that, that you've been compared on that level well, yeah that's uh, that's the reason i stopped rapping <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he said percy p is a great call well, it is a great call that's a good shout absolutely um Blockhead is 39% better at producing than most people understand 39% being a weird number there and yeah I could get thirty-nine percent better than what people understand. All right, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, take the, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but let's get back into back into songs. I don't want to get if I go into yeah. the weeds of the chat, then it could get it could get it could go anywhere. We could be back talking about you know uh, Wordle again. But if we, if we look at this song, then here is what is this is a nice little Eucharist comes on for you. Perfect setting for that song. What what would it be? You could take a minute to think. Uh, I, I mean, it's weird. I mostly listen to music and headphones when I'm walking around the city. Heads up, peeps. At this point in the interview, our call went down, unfortunately, but we soon got back up and running again. Are we, are, are we good? Can you see me? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to... Why the fuck can't I see you? Why am I not here? How do I turn my face on? So, if, if I, if I've, how do I turn my... Uh, yeah. Uh, I, we're going to watch song titles in a bit, but is this how I turn my face on? Has to be a song title now at some point for you. Because yeah. uh, that, that's just made me really giggle. Uh, but yeah, back up and running. I was asking you, actually, the perfect setting for this song. I, I, I was saying that I listen to music walking around, mostly. Like, yeah. that's that's why I listen to music uh, in headphones. And Eucharist is a great winter song walking around New York City with in headphones. But also it's not a bad summer song because the beat is kind of chill. Like it's a yeah. it kind of it really fills a lot of uh holes, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. That that beat is a really weird like looking at that beat, and I know we've talked about woods a lot, but big up, like you said, you you put it right at the front and coming from you, that's huge. Like you you wish you'd made this beat. Oh yeah. I love a good sample layer, man. And that and and like and the way he just like like you know the original like the loop that starts it's kind of like, it's a cool loop it's just kind of like all right it's just kind of like it's just kind of there and then the singing comes in and you're like oh and it just kind of takes it to this other level which is something i really appreciate from production because you know we're in the era of like loop and that's it you know like it's a loop era which again that shit works mm. there's great loop producers but like it is nice to see a little like execution sometimes you know no 100 absolutely a little yeah. bit of like you said layering and a little bit of like yeah. a journey of a song if you know what i mean because when yeah. i first yeah. heard it 
it kind of alludes, the whole song kind of alludes categorization. I don't know how I would put it into words. If someone came up to me and were like, oh, what's that? What's it like? What's it sound like? I don't know if I could really put it into words. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're better than me with that, but I mean. No, I, 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 I wouldn't know how to explain it either. Yeah, I it's mean, really, you just got to hear it. And yeah. um, it does sound a bit like a kind of tractor beam kind of pulling you in it's like it's like the kind of weird kind of it kind of pulls me into its orbit it's amazing and well, there's, there's something about the vocal sample that really fits the lyrics because there is a it's kind of almost like a religious sounding like yes. wailing uh and not that this album is i mean the song is like entirely about religion but it covers a lot of you know i mean it's the the undertones of it it just fits so well with the uh, with the with the vocal sample to me. Yeah, and I when, when those two things combine in in a good way, it's 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 a rare treat, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then the idea to put it like we talked earlier about how it was like just a great finisher, and there have been some great album finishers in the past. Yeah, but the way it kind of summed up my feeling of maybe I'm just over intellectualizing this, actually thinking about it now. Maybe I've smoked the wrong weed because I'm thinking like it's the 2020 was so enormous. And this yeah. kind of ended in that moment of like, just, it was a bit of confusion, bit of, it's not a stable ending. I'm, I'm still a little bit like, Oh, what's happening to the whole album. And it just kind of felt like that. If I pull back that whole time was unstable. So it oh, kind yeah. of, kind of works really well on that kind of front as well. The, the chaos hasn't ended. <laughs> yeah, the chaos hasn't ended. You're right. It's the still there. Ended. We're, still, we're still in it. You know? I think it's going to stay, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't. Don't say that. I don't think we're getting out of that anytime soon. But uh, hey, but Woods is a great voice for that. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's convenient. Yeah. Maybe that's how he'll be remembered a bit more because it feels like his, it has been the soundtrack let's say everything went started going to shit for a while really hasn't it 2015 2016 it's been quite bad for a while uh, so i think maybe i'm not kind of put them as the soundtrack to it but they've been a very prevalent commentary on it like they have regular music arm and hammer have regular music woods has regular music and it never shirks away from making me think about the present if you know what i mean as well as the past you know well especially which is crazy because he's a guy who who has a boundless knowledge of history Yes. I mean, I am a stupid college dropout who knows nothing about anything. And like I he mentions things where I'm like, what are you talking about? Especially like, I mean, I mean, he, he's you know, he grew up in Africa, he, you know, he mm. was in Africa, I believe, or maybe he wasn't. But he lived in Africa. Mm. He knows a lot about African politics. He uh, uh, he brings it up a lot. But he also knows just about politics in general. And uh, and he weaves it into his stuff, but he'll weave it in between like football references and uh and like you know, hip like obscure hip hop references. I mean, this this song alone, just like the 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 Pyrex Violent, the group home, Living Proof. Like, come on, that's a specific thing, you know. That's a very specific thing. And and uh, the silent, but that's signal The Pyrex Violent, the group home, Living Proof. But at the same time, he's talking. You know, I don't know if he mentions any like names in this, like like uh, political names. But usually, there's there's people. I'm just like who. Are you tired? But that's you know. Yeah, no, he do, he does do that, and that it just makes me want to dig further. There'll be someone. Oh, who was who was his neighbor? That Joey. You know I mean? There's that. Who's Wood's neighbor? And there's like all these little moments where it just makes you want to dig more and more. If you're a bit of a geek, um, I always feel smart because I get the rap and sports references. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like I always I get those all because like I am of that era. I'm we're of the same age of the same era. Like mm. like. 
both listen to similar music, like uh, very subtle, nuanced takes on things that that anyone who's like under 40 will be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and I like it. You know, I, I like that. Yeah, no. I think it does. It it doesn't help. Like he doesn't care about the exclusion of. It's like there's a lot of uh, applied knowledge. Like you have to just be like assume knowledge on some of this stuff. And I think um, it just works really well. Um, but I was just going to go back to actually. There was a one moment we talked about with his plan for this song. I wondered if I could put this to you as well and see what you think to this. And again, he's talking to Cabbages on on this as a finisher. This was like you know obviously the song that we talked about that closes the album. And he said um, it was actually one of the first songs we did before the album had a theme or anything like that. So. It was thoroughly put through the examination point on the record and the theme and everything in a way that there's no way I could have envisioned when I was trying to do it. Not only that, when I was originally trying to do it, I was trying to have a different end piece that, thank the Lord, didn't even come to pass. So I feel like there's this kind of artistic decision making that you could probably have more of a you know voice on than I can, but uh, that just it's just it feels like art, art is thriving. People are like really just going for it. Do you know what I mean? It's amazing. I was gonna say in 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 respect to uh, last songs on albums mm. are they are so important to people who really make albums. And the irony of the last song on albums is they are the least heard song on every album because of streaming services. And like yeah. Like I'm a person, like I know I'm, I'm this way. I mean, I just know what the people I work with. I know Woods is this way. I know Aesop's this way. I know I'm this way. Like my last song is always a statement song. And like his last, they're all, all of them. It's like, it's like, here's the wrap up. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, because of streaming, but also like, I imagine it wasn't that different when CDs or in tapes were existing, you know, but like the last song gets the least attention unless it's a single. And, uh, but often the last song is like the anchor of the entire thing. And, and, uh, mm think that's like when we're putting together albums and we're figuring out what song goes where we know what the first song is we know what the last song is and everything else just is kind of cobbled together but like the first and last are always these very planned things i i I think for for anyone who makes albums so so it's funny when i hear like an album by some rapper i'm just like what the fuck it like like what is this last song (laughs) yeah yeah. first you started with this uh yeah, yeah like it's it's weird to me when yeah. <laughs> it feels like other hands in there moving things around. Yeah. I know people, you, you've just said it right there. People talk about how the album has kind of died and, you know, it is a platform, kind of like streaming platform kind of playlist vibe, which like you said, we're a big community. So the top, top, top level might be true, but I think at our level, like yourself, there are people out there who are literally thinking that through, like it's a journey of a record. And it yeah, oh, yeah. just hark, harks back to what we were like, but then that extends to like, um, music videos. So I was looking at the. So I do remember this as a music video. The Eucharist did come out. Yeah, I never saw the video. Oh, I, I, I didn't know there was a. But it, it was split. So this is why I, I was a bit oh, mixed up. Okay. Yeah. Because there's because I looked at a solo song too. Solarium. I think it's Solarium. Yeah. Lush like hundred grain. Jungle camo boonies. Summer madness goofy. Trooper. Nobbing under wings. Flutter making butter please. Your box cutter brother spit. Provision in these hunger games. Black thudder pound hugger grip. Slap the rings out. Zims a la bim. Some what you been about. Yeah, yeah. But there you Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? I, you're right. I, I did see it. I forgot it existed. <laughs> no, no, but, but it's true. Like, I mean, nowadays there's proliferation of so much stuff that I see. Yeah. And I had to go back to check it just to make sure i do remember there being something i'd actually forgotten how good that video is is it animated yeah elusive part is animated right it's it's it yes elusive part is animated and then woods comes in with like this amazing animated filter over him but like there's people's eyes 
going yes, over the top. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it really extends his personality brilliantly. Because like you said, yeah. he has these incredible references and he's only showing the eyes of them. And th- that's what, again, it just kind of extends that whole artistry for me. And I, and I love that. Um, yeah but we are going to dip into some of these bars. I have to do this with you as they are jam-packed. And and always everyone out there who's listening, do remember what Blockhead said at the beginning of this. We might not be the best people to really talk about this stuff, but it's it's art and it's come to our doorstep so we could convey our feelings, I suppose. There's relatable parts of this song, this song and then there's parts that are just like, I have to just kind of admire. Yes. and And those are the parts like, you know, Black is Beautiful Brother, but it ain't super cool. Like, Hey man, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, but but it is an incredible bar. Mm. Like that is that is. Uh, uh, I mean, when I heard that, I was like, what? Like, it's one of the like what I was saying earlier about him like hitting the zone when he was writing. Mm. I'm like, you write that bar, like you you got to be like, God damn, I, that's a crazy <laughs> line. I just came up with a crazy line. Right yeah, like, it says so much in in a sentence. Yes. And it's like that woods, woods, I mean, Christianity is cultural appropriation. Christianity is cultural appropriation. Pays Freemasons. Like, that's a fucking beginning of an essay. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. That That's so loaded. It's funny because I always think it's the smallest bits that he does. They're like splinters. It's not the whole piece. It's a splinter of that piece, but it kind of wedges yourself. It wedges itself into your brain. He does it continuously through all his music. Like, uh, he, there's always a moment where I'm like, What? That's mad. And let me just sit with that for a second. But he's also, on this song less, but on other songs, it does kind of cascade at you, these things. And you're like, I need to, I can't, I can't, and you can't get it on the first listen. It's too much. He's not not a first listen guy. No. I was just going to say, I I was, when I first, first heard this, I was reeling from the Jay-Z bar. Did Jay actually listen to the evils or did he just get through it? I took the shot to him and turned to it. Like, the, did did he, that's what did me in to begin with. I couldn't even well, go. Where, where he says that this did Jay uh listen to the devil or skim through it. And then I took a shine to him and, and turned Jewish. Like that shit was amazing. That's such a, like that's such an amazing line. And also the 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 mace line. And I asked because there's a double word meaning there. Yes. Where, you know, he's like, he's like, uh, Mason Bethel came out of the church like Satan, burst out the house of worship with the things flaming, no amen. No amen. I'm like, I'm like, is he saying no amen or no aiming? Three Masons. Mason Bethel came out the church like Satan, burst out the house of worship, that thing flaming, no amen. And then Woods was like, it's both. I was like, and I was like, that's fucking great. That's so good. It's so good. It's so rewarding. You know, when you're sitting yeah. there like, what? Because remember, the precursor to the Mace Bar is the Christianity's cultural appropriation bar. Yeah, yeah. Which the atheist in me who's grew up in a really religious, religious background, anytime someone's pushing them buttons for me, it's oh, going mean, to evoke, you know, something. Same. Exactly. Yeah. And you're like, this evokes something from me. And there's not just immaculate wordplay, but it's the connotations of everything. It's not just, it's so loaded. Everything's just so loaded. Like the Jay-Z line's sick. It's great line. But it's also really pointed and sharp about where Jay-Z stands in hip hop nowadays. Like yeah. there is a lot of stuff aimed at him and pointed, a lot of people are pointing oh, yeah. their finger at him. And oh, yeah. Woods just does his little moment, doesn't dwell on it, just bang! I'm going to put that in there. Now you can have a conversation about it. And a lot of conversation starters in this in this song. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and it's and, and it's it's like these like little mini critiques. Yes. That are, that it's like it's like uh, 
but it's so slickly done. Mm. Wait, because Woods, you know, as a guy, is has a lot of opinions. Like Woods is a very smart guy. Woods is, mm. uh, you know, he's he's not a uh, like a, a a small thinker. Mm. You know, uh, mm. so when he says, you know, when he says the the Jay Z line, it, it's like I'm like, dude, I know I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, or even like, like even like the Mason the Mace line. Mm. It's like. To know what Mace became later, he becomes and and uh, mm. and kind of you know it, there's so much referential things that go into that makes you think. I mean, if you know if you're aware of these things, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, and and it just kind of it swirls around and it really just adds so much weight to what he's saying, even though it is one line that's just like a little mm. like a little you know and uh, <laughs> yeah. Hundred percent, absolutely. There's there's so many of them. The entendres, the triple entendres, double entendres. There's the. It's like this '90s head has got these brilliant references, but then weds them to like socio-political commentary. And you're like, how have you put group homes living proof with yeah. the Pyrex violent? What's the first? No, do you know what? I, this only clicked as a re-listen, and I didn't even get that bit. Uh. Pyrex Von, the group home living proof, like dying and coming back black as a dead tooth. As a dead tooth, yeah. And the one before it, though, bro, where he says... The pilot silent, and that's a signal two. Signal two, but it's like the pilot silent, but it's the pilot silent, I was thinking. And is he talking about a pilot light? Because then he talks about Pyrex. I think it's a pilot. Yeah, yeah. I and I was so. like, there's a signal... And these moments were just... I think there's one that really got me because you're as an underground head who you've been active in this community for so long. Um, there's this personal history to Woods that he loves to bring to stuff. And there's one moment in this where he says he's the aloof posternoose, which is great. Like, yeah, that line, I, I, I saw that. And I, was, I was like, that's insane. Like I couldn't really wrap my head around it. Yeah. Like, huh, posternoose <laughs> was aloof. No, he wasn't really aloof, but you are the, and you, you just got this figure in your head. But then he says, I used to be embarrassed of brothers reduced to that do you like rap hustle. Aloof Posnose. I used to be embarrassed of brothers reduced to that. Do you like rap hustle back before your man let the Mac off on 40 dudes? He used to be embarrassed of that guy, but he's kind of turned that hustle of the guy who everyone knows outside of every gig. He's gonna be I mean, there with his CDs. And what I love is Woods has kind of made it a pioneering record label career. And there's a lot of these guys, you know, who I know just ended up working at B&Q because, you know, that's just their thing. And that was mad. That was bad to be like, oh, yeah, Woods was out there. Woods was out that, there. Oh, that, that's something that, like, anyone who's grown up in a city where rap is a thing, like, those guys. And it was it's always like that line to me, like, hit like a like a ton of bricks because I remember walking around and dude just being like, yo, you like hip hop? And I have to be like, no. <laughs> oh, no. because it's like being like yo you like food i'm like yeah here try this food and i'm like what is it I'm like it's just food i made and i'm like yeah. like that's how crazy you like hip-hop is <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's an asinine psycho thing that only works on like tourists and uh and like and like children yeah. so uh <laughs> yeah so like and and uh and and to be embarrassed, I, and I was always embarrassed of them, but more so, I hated them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're they're kind of like the people like ASPCA people in the street who are like, hey, you got a minute to talk about, you know, great yeah. great uh, charity, but like I'm like, mm. no, I don't have a minute to talk to on the street. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's they were so annoying, and like that line, I was like, dude, 
someone had to talk about this. <laughs> I bet you could make a whole song about them. Yes. Because it is, it, yeah. is, it, is a, it is a fascinating time. And when CDs died out, those guys were like, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what do we going. do? Yeah, what Bam. do we do? And your fucking uh, Instagram. <laughs> That's what it is. And they are still around. Those are those guys now. Those are yeah. the guys on my DMs who are who are hitting me up. But yeah, no, but you know, fair play, fair play. You got the grind is the grind. But yeah, yeah. if you, if you interrupted my day on, on on down the street, I absolutely feel you. I want to get to the shine reference with you. There's oh, yeah. the the shine reference is incredible. Like, listen to that line, and you think, oh shit, you know what happened to shine? Because over here, we lose track. We lose track of people who had these oh, yeah. moments. And, I, you know, I just forgot about Shine. And the fact that Woods reminded me of Shine, one, and two, to go, oh, shit, he converted to, he's an Orthodox Jew now. I didn't yeah. know this. Oh, yeah. I didn't know any of the history of Shine. I think he got, he actually uh, won an office in Jersey or something. Was it Jersey, maybe? I looked it up, bro. He became a conservative politician in Belize. Where oh, his dad oh, he's a conservative? No, but he's he's an he's an American now, and I think he won an he won some sort of office in either New Jersey or New York. So I, I forget. I mean, it's Amazing. a small. It's not, it's not like a mayor or anything, but it's like a yeah. alderman, or like some shit like that. But but he won something in 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 on the East Coast. That's mad that's, to me. That's like that's just it. makes my nineties head like twisted. I got twisted as my melon. I can't. I got, yeah, it's mad how he does that. Another thing that's not perhaps as mad, but it is really cool, is Woods' reference to the 1970 film Watermelon Man. Facts, the next nice neighborhood I moved to, you like at first crack. The dark skin van peoples made the rounds with the Watermelon Man sequel. And it just reminds me of just how well MF Doom fucked us all up by manipulating the same skit on his classic cut, Deep Fried Friends. friends are and the next nice neighborhood i move into you guys will get cracked don't be silly i know who my friends are and the next nice neighborhood i move into you guys will get first crack at me but look we, the the song is we've talked about woods we've talked about the song i can't have you on the pod and not really actually talk to you about your work and especially what you've just come out with as well and if a bit of a quick fire round for you because it is a 90s podcast we do so i thought let's do a few 90s questions that we ask you know some of the heads who have grown up in that time as well before we do that though i can just give you a heads up or big up on you talked about central park earlier and it just reminded me of dow candy and how much i love central park that one song always hit me like it had a spirit of 90s rap in it yeah yeah, I mean, I would say that musically, the drums were more 2000-ish to me. Like, they were kind of yes. like, almost like H to the Izzo drum. You know, like, they kind of <laughs> sound like Kanye drums to me a little bit. Yeah. But, but, but on a sample level, like, yes. Like, it, it was kind of, yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally and the, yeah, to hear you guys do something like that, and it, I know it's quite old now, but at the time it felt like, oh, these are my people, but they are just doing something completely different with it. So, thank it's you for updated, just updated version of, of yeah. culture. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's it's incredible, absolutely. Um, so what we've got here on nineties hip hop, let's let's wet, <laughs> some of these are absolutely nonsense actually, but we're going to go through them. What is the best and worst hip hop merch you've bought? Hmm. I I was uh, the best merch I ever bought was a De La Soul's Dead shirt that lasted me like ten years. It's gone, but uh, and the best merch I was given the best merch I was given was uh, I knew this guy who worked for Capitol Records, and he sent me an AC Alone All Balls Don't Bounce shirt, and it was 
like a check on the front that said oh. and it had like it was so dope and i and i uh again it's you know that was in the 90s so it's it's like you know it's dirt it's dust now it's uh dust. i was never i was never a big merch guy though like i really, oh, really? didn't buy a lot of rap stuff um as far as worst goes like I, I don't know yeah i don't really i mean aside from like shitty beefy tees that just fit weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> those still exist those still there's exist. so many of those i don't even know which one i could really point to but uh yeah I, I, i've never really mm. i'm not like a collector in okay. a lot of ways I, I never was a a guy who who got like all the shirts and stuff but when i did buy a shirt i really meant it <laughs> it meant I, something like, it meant like something. i have a g Depp shirt you were talking about this kind of something you mentioned earlier about like the 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 uh the backwoods merch and stuff mm. and and biggie merch that you couldn't get back in the day do you know that now if you google any rapper's name and mm. and and shirt there will be shirts <laughs> just <laughs> like someone makes them and i got a g Depp shirt in the last like five years that i love and it's like the postal it looks like the american postal sign but it says g Depp. that's amazing so I was like, I was like, I'd, like, I'd like a g Depp shirt <laughs> <laughs> that, that is mad to me that you can just get anyone's shirt now any, just... any album cover like they all exist i mean mm. they might not be the best quality but like if you want a shirt for a rapper that you love, like you, like there's a billion Silk the Shocker shirts. There's wow. like, I wow. mean, there's like any, any, I'm talking about any rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe we live in a world where there's a million Silk the Rock. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I do. Nowadays, I look for really obscure rappers that I want. Oh, I just remember the best shirt I ever got. Okay, let's go. I have a Tim Dog shirt. Oh. And it is, and I got it from like a skate shop in like 94. And it was like, and I still have it. I wonder, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not going to go look for it, but, <laughs> but it is, it is just the shadowed face of Tim dog from the penicillin on wax cover. No way with the shades. No and the... word. Just the face. I crush ice cube. I'm cool with ice tea. But NWA ain't shit to me. Dre beating on D from pump it up. Step to the dog and get fucked up. I'm simplistic, imperialistic, idolistic, and I'm kicking the ballistics. Having that gang war, we want to know what you're fighting for. Fighting over colors, all that gang shit's for dumb motherfuckers. Just his face, but it's a blue shirt, and it, I still have it because I didn't wear it for years for whatever reason, and uh, I wear it still. And wow. that, that is my favorite. And Tim Dog's, you know, Penicillin and Wax is a big album for me, so I, I that one. Deep, yes. deep pull. I'm so glad I asked that question because now I get to think about Tim Dog and I don't do that enough. I have to say in my life, there's not enough penicillin. Wax is a great little hidden gem. We talk about these hidden gems of the 90s that sometimes get a bit lost. And I mean, not to us, but just in the grander scale of things. Like I was like, well, I'm, I'm all about those. those yeah. That's my that's my my wheelhouse is obscure, weird 90s rap like that. And also, by the way, Tim Dog had the craziest life. And if they made a documentary about him, like his second act of being a fucking like a a a uh, swindler of women <laughs> like, I, I mean you look in the, there was a 20 there was a uh, a 2020 episode about tim dog mm. uh robbing older women by dating them and and it's crazy wait 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 wait, wait, wait. It's like look look into tim dog okay. look, look into it look into it. that is it, it, it would be a fantastic documentary <laughs> bro I'm, tr I'm trying to get over shine still and now you're dropping tim dog as <laughs> a whole other world because he because he was he was he was doing some wild shit and you're just like you're crazy <laughs> shit man i remember i just remember them videos man that man was hench he was absolutely hench absolutely and uh, so that, there we go now we've got tim dog on the menu uh big big up all those people ag showbiz diamond d all those peeps right. out there that yeah. were that were putting in work absolutely um here we go then 
Uh, what, okay, what are the things you don't miss from the 90s rap game? Hmm. What era, like, are we talking all the 90s or like the... Just you, the eras you experienced, maybe. Parts of the 90s. Honestly, I don't think, like, when I look back at the 90s, uh, okay, I don't miss uh, every album having House Song on it. <laughs> I don't miss the album having a reggae song on it. Like oh when they were just, like pandering to those two things. Mm-hmm. Like I hated those. I hated that. I remember just being like, oh, the reggae song. Like I just remember like, fast forward. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, even when I look back at like the pop rap of the late 90s, like the Mason mm. and uh, Bad Boy stuff, like some of that shit aged incredibly well. Mm. For, for like when I hear, I hated it at the time. Like, I remember being like, oh, fucking Mace. Like, if I listen to Mace's first album now, I'm like, this has joints. And Mace is kind of an entertaining rapper. Black to the day I get All I ask when I die, dress me flying neatly and brush my way. So I'm handsome when the bitches greet me. Work from the wise, niggas jerk pies, we hurt them guys. Bust lead, the skin they had and leave them circumcised. So how you want to settle this? Rapping all some ghetto shit. We could do it your way with Mike's over Mexicans. Whereas, like, in 2006, I could not say the same thing about, like, the rap that was coming out popularly. And granted, there's always good stuff, but, like, mm. you never realize how how not bad something is until it gets really bad. <laughs> and then, you're like, oh, that was actually good. Like, and, like, it feels so good comes on. I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She... <laughs> kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, what I don't miss is, uh, is, is the terrible reggae and how. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, the formula. There was a formula, and LL, LL is the formula. That guy knows yeah. exactly how how to approach the game. Absolutely. Um, here's one. Then, if you had to be a fly, if you could be a fly on the wall, any '90s studio session, which one are you picking and why? ODB's second album. Is that from the '90s? I think it's just on the verge, maybe. But I'm going to allow it. I'm going to allow it. I have heard stories about it. And it sounds like the most chaotic album ever made. I want to give a shout out to um, the crazy niggas that, that is parts of the world that I've never been to. I want to give a shout out to the Eskimos. I want to give a shout out to the submarines. I want to give a shout out to the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. You know what I'm saying? Y'all playing my music and the submarines and the boats. You know what I'm saying? Play that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's called traveling music. Busting your ass down. Yo, Big Baby Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's one love. I give a shout out to all the women. I give a shout out to all the babies, all the monsters, all across the world playing hopscotch. I give a shout out to all the school teachers. I give a shout out to um, um, myself. Like he literally would come in through like two lines of verses and leave, and then come back and basically Pharrell had to cobble it all together to make it a cohesive album. Yes, and. Uh, I would that that sound that's a fascinating album to me. I think uh uh NWA's post Ice Cube album. Yes. Four, we'll call that FL4 Zagan. For purposes. Yes. The motherfucking GRE serving a death wish. So I'ma hit you like this. Early in the morning, hopping to the BNZ. I got 44 ways to get paid. Sitting in my lap as I roll up the Compton blocks. The scoop up red, I heard shots. One, two, three. Then I seen a nigga hopping the fence, and it was red on the motherfucking trigger. I thought that they really dropped the ball in the NWA movie, not talking more about that album's creation, because, like, that was a humongous album. Mm. And also, 
it's the best NWA album. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I love, listen, I love Ice Cube, but like that album mm. is so much better than Straight Outta Compton, in my opinion. Like just on a production level, like it, like, I mean, it's different eras. Like things change a lot, I think. But it is, it is one of the best produced albums of all time. Ren is in a level that is just transcendent, in my opinion. And Easy and Dre are fine. You know, they're totally, they're entertaining. <laughs> but it's Ren. But Ren, I mean, Ren is the guy. Ren is so good on that album. But uh, I would love to see more about how that album was made because mm. I think that it got it got glossed over so terribly in the NWA movie. Yeah, yeah. They didn't do anything on it, I think, at all. But um, I think it's always in something is the one that just still bumps. That just so, oh. it's so hard still. There's so many, I mean, there's so many. And even the B-side where it gets all like gross and sexual, there's still <laughs> bangers on the B-side. <laughs> That's what I probably don't miss is the kind of oh, yeah. blowjob skits. No one needs... Yeah, uh, blowjob yeah. skits. Yeah, I don't ever need to hear anyone. I don't need, I mean, I don't think we need to hear anyone rap bragging about getting their dick sucked in, in like in a non-funny way. I'm all for <laughs> funny sex rhymes, but like... If you're like earnestly being like, yo, I got my dick sucked. Guess what? Guess what, <laughs> like guys? Like you're a fucking loser. <laughs> Guess what, guys? You won't believe it. I got, but it did I feel. The girl so good. <laughs> like, oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds like a skit. This sounds like someone out there should be doing this as a skit because it needs to be said. Again, maybe it takes, it takes a Woods pointing the finger a little bit and shining his light on one of these things. But yeah. I wonder. Someone, I don't think he's going to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to touch that. He's not going to touch that at all. Uh, he, here we go then. If you could, let's. I'm, I'm going to shorten these a little bit because I actually want to talk to you a bit more about the Orcs as well. Um, let's actually let's just talk about the Orcs actually because we've got a nice reference right yeah, there. I love these questions. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm all in on these questions. <laughs> I, I love. I don't ever get to talk about old rap, so it's kind of it's, okay. Well, here's one then. It's a personal yeah. favorite of mine because I love flutes and xylophones in hip hop. So I have, and, and I'm talking to the man who also seems to like, we've all heard slippery slope and we all know that these little moments that exist, that like, even in subtle ways. Wistful look in the eye, blinking hard like those was the day's blood. Outside agitator, I get your natives worked up. Women shimming out, they burkers turned up. Sons turned gay, dad like, what the fuck? I don't want trouble, mister. I'm just trying to turn a buck. And it's sundown out by sun up. This wild pack light. Bag of tricks tied up tight. Bizzle on the stick. Flop house flea bit. Still sleeping daytimes for twits. I love a flute. I love a, a, a xylophone. For you, what is some of the most, best examples of flute in hip hop? Doesn't have to be 90s. There is a, one of my favorite flute beats of all time is uh, Dead Prez's Happiness. Is an incredible loop. Learning why the cage bird sings, cause it's the vibe and things you know to separate the men from the kings. The flowers that bloom in the sun, and everybody singing the tune, cause it's time to have fun. Be out, rollerblading, a day when no one could have stayed inside. Watch the car, now it's time to take a ride. Me and my crew hanging out all night. The sunrise, celebration of life, cause every day is a surprise. Think of the rich countryside on the land of Jamaica, mountain springs and green acres, or any other place in the world. Your mind takes you with the good times in life that everybody can relate to. The thing about flutes is that I have been a long time proponent of flutes. I've been I've been sampling flutes so much so in my early career that people are like, you sample too many flutes. Like, like I literally in comments, people are like, what are all this flutes and shit? Like, like, I mean, on the first couple of Aesop's album, there's flutes on like 70% of the yes. songs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
And the reason being that like I had a bunch of albums of flutes and they're really good for layering. It's that simple. Like, like this, they they were they they're they're airy. They're not tied into a, a time signature. Mm. Like they match well. This is before I had Ableton and time stretching, and so like mm. it was just an easy thing to to that and voices were always very easy to kind of intermingle with with layering. Mm. Uh, but I so when flutes got popular again because of uh, Mask Off <laughs> by, by Future, yeah, I was like, hey, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, I was. I, I can't, I'm not going to say I was the first person to sample flute because that's insane, but I was the first person to sample a lot of flutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the flute master is what you're trying to say. <laughs> I, I And I, I definitely don't take credit for popularizing flutes because I, I know that Metro Boomin has never heard of Blockhead being <laughs> But But I, I, I do think that I was early on flutes mm. and I'm still on flutes. Mm. Uh, but that said, I can't really think of a lot of beats that ha- that are flute-based. Mm. Uh, there's a really, really deep cut is uh, a Stetsasonic song called You Still Smoking That Shit. Daddy, oh, I wasn't born with no silver spoon or with a girl like Brooke in the Blue Lagoon. I just wanted to be what I could at the time. So I devoted my time to write real good rhymes. Got challenged once, had a terrible fight. And my opponent's family wore black the next night. Put a fear in them by the way I talk. And I'm a bad motherfucker from East New York. Check. Yo, daddy, yo, guess who I seen the other day? Who you seen, man? I seen Yadin. You seen Yadin? Yeah. Man, what you had to say to him, man? I said, man, you still smoking that shit? And it's like about a minute long, and it's a loop. And it's dad. It's it's actually one of my favorite sets of Sonic songs. But it's a loop with xylophones and flutes in it, and it's a fantastic, maybe forty, maybe forty five second long song. Bro, you've hit the jackpot. Xylophones and flute. This is yeah. going. This is going on the playlist. Oh, I've got to bump that. That's amazing. Well, I, I, everyone listen to that song because it's like, it's it's so it's such an awesome beat. Like it's a, the craziest loop. It's, I think Prince Paul did it. Oh. Uh, and and uh and Daddio kills it on it. Like it's like a just a short one verse mm. in and out. Love that. You brought up Prince Paul, and I'm gonna big up my man Dano, who was in the chat earlier, and uh he he brought this one up to me, and I'm actually gonna throw it to you now. We have a Wu Tang clan series, right? Um and he was saying, imagine in ninety five say ninety four, ninety six, Riz is like on it, he is like in the mode, but he has like eight MCs to kind of cater for, right? And some of those albums we never got deck yeah. I, I wish we got the album but yeah he then has all this slate of al- artists he goes to prince paul because they're working on grave diggers together it's a bit of a what if scenario goes in and says look paul help me out i've got all these can you take one of these artists and produce an album for them with the woo kind of sound and ethos in there which artist from the woo around that era would you have liked to hear a prince paul kind of project with huh I mean, that's, I kind of think deck. <laughs> I, really? kinda, I, I think it, I mean, like the thing is that Paul made beats that were like kind of at times whimsical and there's nothing whimsical about the Wu-Tang Clan really. I mean, what, no. Method Man a little bit, but I, I don't think Method Man would have, I mean, actually would probably would. Listen, if, if you can let Paul remix to Cal, it would be a better album. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like to cow. Everyone, everyone. I like to cow. I thought the cow was a mess, a mess of an album. But uh, oh, shit. oh shit, yeah, it has like three good songs in it. Not Method Man. I just thought the beats were like it's just not my type of beats. It's yeah. like kind of like yeah. loud and twangy, and I'm like, all right, this is just like you know. Yeah, yeah, like, I feel you. It's like free jazz to me. It's like, <laughs> it's like, well, I, 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 I was one of those guys who had like enough money for one album as a kid and in the uk you're not getting them without the hmv kind of import sticker on them okay. so it was like yeah. they're always going to be double the amount and meth was like what i bought because i love meth so maybe it's just oh, me wow. being listening to Tikal as a and just be i love this because i bought it i love this because yeah. i spent money and i am spending my time into this and i, will cut I tried it to like i tried like it was one of those albums that like i was like I know I like this artist. I love Wu-Tang. Mm. I'm missing something. And I kept listening to it, listening to it. And I just mm. was like, you know nah. what? Nah. It, <laughs> there's, like, there's like three songs. And, and, uh, uh, and it wasn't, it was just the, the production was not my flavor mm. of beat. Yes. It's not bad. It's just not for me. But uh, yeah, yeah. Chris Paul did that shit. Yeah. No. I, saying, I, like, that that would have been an amazing album. Yes. Um, I would say ODB, but I think ODB is too wild. But I, I like just deck spitting over like some very... Mm. dope samples and layering and like i i could hear that being i, I don't know if it would really make sense mm. as like the type of shit he writes but like why not why Fuck not it. why not this yeah. is what if it's not real yeah. it's fine <laughs> we can, yeah. we can, maybe we it would make deck do some weird shit that we would not expect which yes. would actually be awesome to hear because deck is a very like such a great Straight. rapper and straightforward but like maybe mm. it'd kind of push him to be weird and that would be kind of nice yeah no absolutely yeah yeah straight rappers going weird i need some more of that absolutely yeah. um so we, we're going to talk a little bit about like the orcs as well um we have these naughty references we just talked about so let's segue how are you getting casual to get on the album like Hyro, we all know how dope casual is, but not just like a normal casual, a really fucking fired up. He's got a rocket up him and he's like going in on that song. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, he's he was amazing. The fifteen Dalai Lama, but he got his problems. He probably wild in the pot of Molly the Holly got him. And now they rob him and he shot dead. When the clock ran 145, I was with Blockhead and Reasley with fees. And they trying to be cool with us because we getting cheese like photographers for school pictures. But yeah, there we go. Let's start with that. Uh, DM. DM. I, got, I, got, I, got his, I got his email. I hit him up. Oh, no. I think someone gave me his email. I hit him up. Mm. Uh, as far as like the quality of it. I don't think casual writes whack shit. I think casual like, casual is he's like one of the few rappers from like the early nineties who has like gotten better with time. Like, I think I love fear itself, but the shit he did has done like as a rapper, just straight bars mm. shits on all his early shit. Like his, like he's so good. Like he's been so good for so long and, mm. he, and he never faltered and he's, and he's just a dude who's kind of knows himself. He's, he's in his bag all the time. And like, he's just a really, He's just a really, really good rapper. Yeah, no, no, that's that's a good way of putting it. That's yeah, why exactly. I wanted him on the I wanted him on the album because I was like, I love casual. Mm. Never worked with anyone from Hyro personally. All right, and and I and I obviously I grew up loving Hyro, mm. uh, and I wanted again. He's one of the only rappers from that era that I'm like, you still are great. Mm. A lot of guys are still good, but I'm like, you're better. So I let, yeah. like let me get casual and put him on in this. In this context of the, a lot of these newer rappers and uh and because i think he can hold his own and he did yeah. i mean he's oh, 
Yeah, absolutely. It was amazing to hear it. Honestly, is that what aims for the record? Well, you know, when you went in, actually, you were starting the whole record. Then was that what was your aim? Like really going in? Was it just to get people that you haven't really worked with together, or was there something else there? Uh, I I just want. I, this is an album I always wanted to make. Like I I I wanted to make a, a compilation rapper album in like the early two thousands before I knew anybody. Mm. Uh, I I tried one with free sweatpants, and that was like half of a album with rappers mm. and this one like i talked to woods and we're, and we're like let's really do this and and he helped he executive produced and he helped bring in rappers that i otherwise would have had trouble getting mm-hmm. um, and i just wanted to yeah like i love working with rappers like i listen to rap i don't listen to instrumental music instrumental music i make it but i don't oh, really? listen to anything in the genre so like it's not like it's not like i sit at home and be like oh i'm listening to all these instrumental rappers like i mean instrumental albums like i'm listening to the these are the rappers i'm listening to like this is like i mean i didn't get everyone i wanted because i don't mm. you know i'm not fucking a billionaire but <laughs> but like uh but i got i got a large percentage of the people who i wanted to get on this album mm. and uh and it's literally like what like if you look at my my current rap playlist mm. on spotify like, most of these guys are all are start are all over it yes like I mean, I would say all of them. I mean, for that matter, yeah. It, it's just like this is who I like. Yeah, and also it's a, a means to expose people to some rappers they may not have heard of. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, bringing generations of different rappers together, mm. uh, and also like kind of there was an interview with me where I said like I wanted to challenge people, and it got kind of taken out of context. Where mm. where like I was making some like weird avant garde album. I'm like, no, no, I want to challenge like the listeners who are stuck in a zone to be like hey check out rxk nephew or check out fucking yes. bruiser World. yeah like like oh you're an aesop fan like check out quelle chris like have you never heard like maybe mm. they've never heard of it. So, like it's it, it was just me kind of putting all these very weird rappers in one place because yeah. i love weird rappers yeah that's rapper. it's like this kind of synthesis it's just like a synthesis of your kind of love it's, it's yeah. amazing it's this, great. Is my, this is my taste Mm. in an album yeah you know yeah uh, uh, the title the orcs kind of really marries that really well actually in a way because just like who's got the orcs shotgun the orcs yeah. bang go for this the is my art. This, is me. Yeah. this is me in control of the arts yeah yeah absolutely yeah amazing you've alluded to that you like rappers and you don't listen to instrumental music now you've alluded to that you obviously love that wordsmiths and then you said earlier how that you you rapped you got to tell me about that story before we go any further then because First rap about me rapping? Yeah, first rap. Do you remember it? Oh God, no, no, I don't remember. <laughs> I wrote my first rap when I was like twelve years old, probably. I mean, that's oh shit, true. okay. I was rapping, uh, yeah, in in high school to you know, it's I I had this kind of, I kind of had like a hip hop mentor, right? Dude, it's a weird story, but this guy used to work in a in a uh, in a toy store, and I would go with a friend who would he would sell him like like J- Japanimation toys and shit like that. Right, right. But he was older. He was like, probably like, I was like probably 14 and he was like 19 or something like that. And we, and he kind of figured out that I listened to rap, but he was like, he's like, Oh, and he started like putting me on to shit. Cause he was, he, and he rapped. And, uh, and so I would just go in there and just chop it up with him about rap, like about hip hop shit, right. which is really weird to think about now. But like, uh, and, uh, and eventually like, he he would write like read his rhymes to me and I would like be like, oh try it. Like I give him punchlines. Yes. Uh and then eventually like I was like, I would give him samples. I had all these like tape tapes and CDs uh, and I was like, and he had a producer there. I was like, here, here's some samples. And they would use, you know, the samples mm-hmm. that I give them. And that was my 
intro. Like I went to the studio with when they when I was like 16. Right. Is him. And there's all these, you know, like I was just a little white kid, just like, hey, you know, and just like a, with a bunch of like adults, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. But they, you know, but I was also big. I wasn't like a little kid. Like I was like, a, like I was my size now when I was oh, 16. Right. Okay. Deceiving. So I like, you know, yeah. I was like, I looked like a, I looked like a uh, more of an adult than, than I was. Right. But, uh, and that was kind of my intro to like the idea of writing raps and making music. And eventually I'd be writing punchlines and, and I just was like, well, why don't I write whole rhymes? Mm. And uh, I did it. And I, you know, I was never good. I was like, I was kind of a punchline rapper, mm. but then I got lyrical, spiritual miracle in the, in, as it was, it went on as, as mm. was the era. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was in a group and, and then uh, there's four of us and we were like kind of like the white souls of mischief wannabes. Like we were <laughs> like, just, but, but we sucked, we sucked. But, uh, uh, and then I met Aesop in college and he was the first rapper well not i'd met another couple rappers like like subcon is a rapper from back mm. in the day who i met mm. who was just like shoulder and his boy blue gems who actually passed away a couple years ago but they were in a, a group called the foolish children and they were the first guys that i was like oh shit their beats are dope and they can actually rap like their rap i would listen to you know right but then i met asap the first person i worked with that i was like oh like i, like, I freestyle with asap one of the first times i met him and I was like, what the fuck is this about? Like, because I was like, I was just like, you know, I was just bullshitting. And then this, this guy's freestyle sound like written, you know? Yeah. Uh, and and it was the first time I'd be like, oh, you're this is like an, a real rapper. And then he kind of we became friends. And the more I hung out with him, the more I was like, I should make beats because I'm not. <laughs> but, well, it was, it was kind of just like being a realist, realistic person about yeah. it. Like, I'm not going to be a professional rapper like this guy mm. could be a professional. Like he is on par with people I love, mm. like like as far as skill wise. Um, whereas I would, you know, there's I, like if I if I had if I'd stuck around to like 2002, 2003 when like white backpackerism really kind of took off, mm. I could have carved a niche of like some really low level rap popularity. I'd be, <laughs> like I could have been one of those guys. Probably. <laughs> one of those guys, yeah, yeah. You know, I could have been like I mean, and no disrespect, I could have been like on like the ugly duckling level of like popularity i imagine like you know i mean guys yeah. that were like a man that just don't really exist anymore yeah uh probably probably but i was not i was already i was like man fuck rapping beats and i'm also I'm, i don't like performing uh, i don't like I don't memory everything kind of came together for me to be like nah i'm not rapping yeah i'm not gonna rap i feel you i feel you but then then obviously well hold on then before we get rap names though Blockhead's a great name. Where, was that your name from the jump? Did you have any of the yeah. rap names before that? Oh, right. Okay. Blockhead was the name from the, the jump. And it was it was the era of like self-depreciating names like like Fat Lip and uh Fat Lip, yeah. That's yeah, always yeah. the one I think of. But but it was just uh, you know, it was not it was just yeah, I had a big head. Yeah. <laughs> I think Shorty Shitstain might be one of the most self-deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> it's still That's a really good yeah it's it's still one of the best best like i can see that guy i could actually see what he the, looks like the thing about that name is like is like you're you're really putting a low ceiling on on how <laughs> how much you will write it's like there's like a, some like hardcore punk group named anal cunt and i'm like <laughs> guess what you're never going to be popular because <laughs> your name's in a punk. But like Shorty said, same, same kind of the same thing. Like you're like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, there's a level, there's a, there's a ceiling, and you'll hit it. Yeah, yeah absolutely, exactly. amazing. Um, and that, that I have talked, I referenced earlier about your incredible use of album and song titles. Um, for people who may not know Blockhead's work as well as some others, I am going to list some of my favourites here for you. Uh, Insomniac Olympics, great work there. I'm enjoying that one. 
probably my favourite, and it's such a good song as well. Uh, Your mom is mad high. It always gets me. I don't know. You have to tell me some of the stories to some of these because that is amazing. Your mom is mad high. Love that one. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, Insomniac Olympics is really just like a word association because it there's there's something about the piano that made me think about not sleeping, and the horn feels Olympic. Boom. And, and I'm a person who definitely is not the best sleeper. I don't I don't know if I'm an insomniac, but like mm. I definitely, especially at that time. I mean, I was like in my twenties when that happened. So when that when I made that, so like, yeah, I, I was out. You know, I was yeah, out you were there. out about yeah, absolutely. So like, so, like uh, so I wasn't sleeping well, uh, and it just you know, with all these the names, they always come second, like after. Oh like really? Done. I mean, some Olympics is different because like my first record, the process was different. Everything was different about that. But like mm. once I got settled into like really getting stupid with the time, I think around uh, um. Uncle Tony's coloring book is when I was like, oh, I'm going to be ridiculous with these titles because they can be anything. Yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, then then I would really kind of like I'd make a song, step back and be like, what is this? Like, what do I what's the story here? Mm. And like and I like the idea of every song kind of telling a story in a way because it takes you to different places and it kind of mm-hmm. guides, you, uh, you know, and your mom's mad high. Just, uh, you so, know, sounded like just it, that that sounds like a, a mom high <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it works and that's why yeah. it works absolutely yeah. yeah but we have a few more here simple one yeah. but i still really hit i like it let them eat hate is always good i like that yeah. especially as english let them eat cake we have a lot of that going that, on that here. was mark speck's name though oh, he he came up with that aha uh-huh. mark speck yeah I, well with rappers i generally like to let them title the songs and and often but there's a couple on the new one where, that I named because they just were like, oh, whatever you want to call it. Oh, right. Like, so like Tupac Jackets was a Woods thing then? That's a, yeah, Woods. Uh, Woods comes up with the names of his songs always. Like I've right. never, I've never, although he did name, uh, like I name my beats when I make them. Mm-hmm. And he has named a couple songs after the name of the beat. Like uh-huh. Fall Back was called Fall Back. I, don't, I can't remember any others. But yeah, like he, he, he there have been times where he, he has named them. Took them. But as far as like, the crazy names yes those are be bugging out okay know? and again shout out for my probably my favorite because it is this kind of again it's like a bit like a wood lyric it would if you know you know but you have a track called by myself meeting yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is what it's on i think it's on free sweatpants that that is the best capadonna like kind of yeah. reference I've ever heard. Ninety-six job, I keep the live crowd clapping when I bow. All praises do the stat now. I spark the mic and challenge, spark the methical every evening. I have a by myself meeting, thinking who's gonna be the next to catch a beating from my mental slinging bitch and rap with the pawn of warfare. And I was like, this is oh my god, it's a capad it's one of my favorite hip hop lines as well, is he sat there <laughs> dwelling about violence in it by himself. His mates were probably there with him, but he's like, No, no, guys, I'm in a meeting. A by myself meeting, and I love every that. Evening, I have a by myself meeting <laughs> every every evening. Obviously, that is. A, I mean, that line is what the song is from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a it's a phrase that I've used on social media, like for memes and stuff like oh, that. Because right. it is, it's very, it just, it's so specific. And I'm someone who is a very independent. I am alone as much as I can allow myself to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not like a chef, but like 
but I, I enjoy my time alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like a by myself meeting is, is a very relatable concept to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And I, I couldn't wait to name something that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we can get down this rabbit hole. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah. I'm sure you've had interviews with people talking to you about, you know, just just your career but i'm here sitting thinking i guess talking about capadonis is amazing this is i love this but i was gonna actually say then let's round this off then a few last questions for you to kind of cap this and the woods love has been real for for the wu-tang love then capadonna we've had a reference another great segue let's go in this most slept on wu-tang banger or song for you uh hollow bones Oh yes. I'm in the lobby, bleed niggas in the winning office, probably eating and sprinting and beefing when they heard the shots call of recent and seen Barbanese's beast and niggas shot Shalaw features and shot the was releases. Bent the spider callers creatures. I'm gagging and flagging the cab down. Guess who when the bends wagging, dragging my sound down, macking it was Del Breedy, the greedy, cannabinaire, snake genie, cop with a bikini, who murdered Tosh and Bonini. I don't know if it slept on, but like that is my favorite post peak Wu Tang song, mm. and everyone on that song is incredible. Yeah, every yeah. single verse on that song is just like that one or uh, projects. Those two, but like, but but I, I would say Hollow Bones. Hollow Bones is the one that like, if you put it on any playlist, I'll listen to it forever. You know, like yeah, like I, I'm not a nostalgic guy, and like I kind of like burnt out a lot of old rap to mm-hmm. myself because I I listen to it so much. Uh, but there's some songs that kind of keep me I, I can always go back to them and, and there's something about there's something just so dynamic about the the rapping on that song mm. it's like a sample i know you know it's a famous sample like yeah. in a, but and it also like predates no drum rap like it's, yeah, it's kind of like course, rock marciano yeah. beat for rock marciano yeah and uh and brizzard by the way is the guy like he did that he was the first guy to do that with any consistency yeah like 90, 96 mentality was the same thing 96 mentality yeah absolutely yeah i think i think north star maybe i was toxic from laying up in roxy's all night this nigga was the shot like my man's wife it was havoc i contacted the abbot he shook the shoulder though then he passed the fat chrome automatic we go on the war you know we had a two to four he would have did it for me fuck it let's mosey scheming dope with the plo wrapped on tight saying in my mic yo we got it yeah so he did it like four or five times like way way back in the day yeah i mean i could i i have a whole list of those different people that had done it I, I did a like a like a twitter thing where i just was like listing people who did like drumless beats before before the popularity it was almost overwhelming because I, yeah. I kept being like oh, there's that there's that and to this day i'll be like oh that song yeah like it's it's I, 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 I mean, I haven't had the evidential proof that you've got like to do it all like that way. But in my mind, I was always like, you know, this whole there has been a massive backlash in the back in the day, probably still to this day of the old boom bap, you know, crusaders who are like, you know, oh, it needs drums, otherwise it's incomplete. One of them is a guest on the show regularly, uh, and I am he's caught astray there, but he deserves it because I feel like I feel like. But this has always been part. It's just someone's kind of extended it and kind of morphed it into something else now. Oh, but it's absolutely. always been a part, though, hasn't it? Like, yeah, this is one of the reasons I love beat tapes, you know, back in the day as well. You know, one of the earliest ones I can think of is uh, X-Clan Verbs of Power. To compare me or dare me is foolish. It's more than a job. No entertainment. A logical art god has come. Straight from my intent with the earth dish. Come with the verb stick. The bag of the new tricks. Stronger than ever. My intent of the universe. Coming of immortals is the strength in the verse. That's the power. Off their first album. And like, 
that's my that was always my favorite song on that album. And it, I mean, again, there's drums in the sample, but it's not drum heavy. You yes, know what I mean? Like yes. or like let off a couple by Beat Nuts. There was like all these kind of just like loop. They're just loops. And like, that's what people do now. Yeah. And like, and I understand the backlash to it, but I also think people are just too extreme in all the stances they take because there is plenty of drumless rap that's awesome. Yeah. And plenty of it that is like uninteresting un bullshit. So it's like, yeah, there's both, you know, there's, there's good and bad to it. And, mm -hmm. and listen, bad drums, same thing. Like there's, there's, there's good rap that has fucking mm -hmm. old breakbeats in it. And then there's some shit that you're like, wow, this sounds like the billion things I've heard before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. There's good and bad. and everything. You know, Do you ever see that manifesting in like your expectations from your fans, like, do you ever see? I don't know. Do they ever complain and shit about? Because your music's very varied, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I try to keep it like I'll use like break beats. I'll, I'll use no drums. I use trap drums. Mm. Like I, I got whatever I can get my hands on. I don't really care. Like it's yeah. all just pet. Uh, I definitely know when when I released uh, when we released uh, Jazz Hands with Aesop as the first single and had no drums on it. People were like, "What the fuck? This album better not." Like people like really got upset about it, oh, no. and 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 we put the drums at the end as a kind of like ha. <laughs> oh, shit. I like. Oh, I bet you wish these were going the whole time. <laughs> but but also, but I mean, it also like it, it just adds this thing when when like like he's just kicking this crazy long verse, and then the drums are t -t 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 and they yes. just come in. Yeah. Revolution will not have jazz hands. I know you're really gonna matter to the heart and mind. That shit that make you park the car and scream into the dark at night. Some days I wanna build a rocket to the Carmen line. Ten nine eight, keep your head and arms inside. Yeah. It, it just draw it hits harder that way but um mm. there's just a lot of shitty rap dialogue online and like mm. it's, it's people who are either too old to get what's going on new things or too young to have perspective about what was happening before them yeah i'm old but i'm also a move forward person like mm. i've never been a let me rest of my you know nostalgic person so like mm. but i also you know listen, there, there's rap that i'm like it's not for me i'm too old for this yeah like i accept, i accept that it's not for me yeah. And uh, that's, you know, yeah, I know. Just accept it's not for them to, other than just like shitting on it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So to wrap it up, we do have a few Patreon questions. One of the main ones that everyone kept asking was, will there be another collaboration with Woods at some point? And if so, you know, how are you feeling about it? Or is it more kick it down the line kind of thing? Uh, I mean, we haven't spoke about it, but I mean, like Woods and I are friends. We're, we, I love working with Woods. I, mm. I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat. You know, it, it, I mean, he's, He's like, so he has so many things working at all times. It's kind of, yeah. And, and also I, I, and there's a part of me that's like, I think he's also a forward moving person. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I think, you know, he's, he's trying to do new shit and not go back to, to old shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, what is the person that I will work with for as long as I make beats, you yeah. know, whether it be a, a track here and there or an album, but like, you know, it's, it's, you know, he's my man, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's a beautiful thing to just see you drop just little collaborations. You say little and big, it doesn't matter. It's just great. It just all adds to the tapestry. It's just little threads going in and out. And it's great. It's absolutely, it's a beautiful thing to see. 
Uh, is there anything then that you want to like kind of plug? Is there anything coming up next? What can we look forward to touring or anything like that? Uh, I have a, uh, well, I have a single dropping on February 9th, I think mm-hmm. it's for this, uh, project I did with KPM records. Um, the, the album is called luminous rubble and mm-hmm. it's like a bunch of, uh, basically KPM is like, a they're a, uh, the music for film and TV right, and they have right. a huge library. Any, any sampling person knows what KPM records is. Cause it's like, uh. it's, if you see a KPM record in the, in the, Ben, you're like I'm buying. You know, you're buying oh, it because it's okay. So, so they open their vaults to me and they're like, make songs. So I made it's like an eight song EP. Uh, I think it's eight, maybe ten. I don't know, but uh, mm. but that, so that's the first single that drops in a couple weeks. Wicked, um, and then the album drops. I think in I want to say May, but maybe before that. Nice, no, <laughs> I, I have to look at that thing. But that's that's the next thing. I, Hmm? So, sorry, I was gonna say, is, is that instrumental then, or is it just? Straight? Oh yeah, it's, it's instrumental, and it's not like uh, the songs aren't like eight minutes long. Like it's 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 a it's more just like it's like a beat tape kind of. But nice. I mean, they things change. You know, they're like two and a half, three minutes long songs. Kind of, I did something similar with uh, the Wolf Records a couple years back, mm-hmm. and uh, so it's in it's in that vein. Uh, just kind of a, I'd say less. Uh, it, it's more all over the place than the the uh, the, the Wolf. The Wolf has very like was like very like this yeah. is for. Like, this is more just like here's some here's some weird beats I made. <laughs> love that shit. Yeah, let's get weird. Always love to get a bit weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, so last one then to end it all. Uh, the last great piece of music you heard, Blockhead, could be old, could be new. Uh, what was just the last great piece you heard? Uh, I, the, I'm obsessed with the new Tierra Wax song. Oh, I've not heard it. The shower, the shower song. You know, Dove is the best. I never in a rush. No. I perform it like a major. Yeah. And I heard my falling. But I'll call him back later. Yeah. Singing like Britney. Singing like Britney. Singing like Rico. Singing like Alicia. I sound great. Right. It's, it's like the cutest song ever made. And she's so awesome. Yes. Uh, I, I mean, she's a person like, man, I would kill to work with Tierra. I mean, like, it will never happen, but like, she is, she's so awesome. And she's also like an incredibly good rapper. <laughs> like, oh, she is yeah. like, yeah, like, like so slept on because she, you know, she does all these things. But mm. uh, her new song, the sh- I think it's called Shower Song, is like the song that I have been listening to a lot. And uh, it's like, a, again, a minute and a half long, short, little cute song. Love that. Big fan of that one, right? Okay, now. love that. Yeah, I will check that. Out. Maybe it's an album coming out. Then maybe she's got some new. Oh yeah, music. yeah. Also, the new Bruiser Wolf album is incredible. Oh, yeah. yeah, love. Yes, love definitely love that. I love that cat. Look, we got these characters, man. That's what I love right now. We have these oh, characters yeah. just littered at the moment, and Stove God oh, to Woods to to Navy Blue. Yeah, amazing. And you're right in the middle yeah. of it, my man. And it's it's beautiful. But thank oh, you so man. much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for jumping on it's been just amazing to chat about this the doors are always open if you ever want to come back on again um and yeah man just just keep smashing it my man and just keep pushing <laughs> keep pushing absolutely well have a good day and i shall catch you soon my mate okay right. peace, peace peace peace, peace.